0: Welcome, welcome listeners. This is episode number 95 of the Fretzel podcast. You are here with your host, it is me, Mr. Budget Puddle Chap. You are here also joined by the one, the only, the Matt Quine of the podcast world, Mr. Matt Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> and that very, very same um, thing got mentioned on the, it's not was it last week
1: uh, i think it was the week before was but it, it might was have been it? last week
0: yeah i mean i i um had a lift like a tiny little uh break from podcasts in general um and like literally cannonballed a bunch of podcasts so I, I literally caught up on it this week but it took me so much by surprise when when i like reading out the the patreon uh at the end and, and Matt Quine of the Fretz Up podcast. Hi Matt, Wee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. It made my uh, made my inside feelings warm. Good. <laughs> so yeah, so I, yeah. It's
1: a podcast that I enjoy, so I thought I'd support them on Patreon.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You rich motherfucker, you. <laughs> With your money. Yeah. And, and also, just as a as a way to, um, like those guys even further. Um, Brian of the Tone Jets podcast happened to be my hundredth subscriber to, uh, yeah. to my YouTube channel. So hopefully by the time that this comes out, I will have a custom URL. So Excellent. good. It is Excellent. So, so good. And, and as
1: for his question on, um, on, on, your post on the fret talk podcast group what he wins is he wins an appearance on the fret talk podcast
0: if he wants <laughs> Wait, it is definitely gonna happen oh, he mentioned it at some point didn't he that um yeah a few weeks ago yeah yeah it was actually it was after that um after the mention of yourself ernie that there's gonna be a collab so it's gonna happen because uh, i am a huge fan of the tone jokes as well those guys are hilarious um, so yeah it's gonna happen when we work out the time zones it's definitely gonna happen I um, know oh that'll that's uh, that'll make a few people happy I think uh, our Joe of Hello Sailor effects is a is a big fan of um, tone jets as well so that one's to you my man um, yeah we've got we, we've done stuff haven't we this week we've done stuff yeah I mean you've had, you've had quite a stressful um uh, <laughs> It's yeah, stressful. let's
1: let's not go into the stressfulness about it. Let's yeah. just say that I found some old
0: guitars whilst moving house. Yeah, let's. That see. I don't live in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. It's like, um, yeah, being like, almost like a psychedelic trip and not not seeing the, the bad world that's around you and just seeing like ooh, puppies and rainbows. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was just it was surreal. I went up in the loft of my dad's house, and there were four guitars in the loft. And I genuinely don't remember two of them existing.
0: <laughs>
1: so there was an acoustic which I'm aware of, which was a, a UK um, built thing that my dad bought by subscription from a magazine, uh, in fact, from a newspaper. Uh, probably either the Daily Mail or something of that kind of ilk. Would, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it was a hand built acoustic from the UK. It's all you know um it's not cheap materials it's it's a, a fairly nice acoustic guitar that oh. i just haven't seen in forever so that's that'll be handy to have around um there was a yamaha rg612a which will says like a yeah (laughs) Yeah, it means nothing to me it means nothing to most people it's a super strat obviously because of Yamaha RG it had active EMGs which the person who'd had it before me didn't like the fact that he had to put a battery in the guitar Yep. didn't understand how that worked so he pulled the cables that the battery was connected to and cut them thinking that that would make the pickups passive
0: Uh, of course yeah (laughs) interesting Um
1: yeah, so um, he gave it to me, Dad, as a non-working guitar. I was never going to get round to it. Um, he broke it; like he took the neck off. He t- took everything apart and was planning on rebuilding it. Um, he resprayed it, and it's lived in two bits ever since. And that's probably eight or nine years. Um, and yeah, it was, neither of us are ever going to get round to putting it back together, buying pickups to put it together installing the Floyd roll, Rose and setting it up probably and all of that rubbish yeah. so um, I just t- took it down to um, along with the two guitars that I'd never seen before, took it down to one of our mu- the music schools over here and said if you can put it back together and do something with it, great, if not put yeah. it in the bin or whatever you want to do with it um, yeah, it's but your the, the- problem there. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 two guitars that I took there that they they will use. One of them was a Gear for Music two tone stunburst Strat.
0: Oh, nice! Um, yeah, yeah, okay.
1: No idea where that's come from. I've never had a to- two tone tum- stunburst Strat, so I assume my dad's picked it up at some point,
0: and <laughs> and just went, oh uh, shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've maybe I, I in passing said I just start a starter guitar or whatever. Yeah. But i Yeah. I don't remember it. It's gone to a, a, a local music charity that do that teaches kids, um sort of local rock school. And the other one was a Swift. Is that is that okay. right? Swift?
0: Oh yeah, I've P- I've heard of Swift, yeah, yeah. Not particularly well thought of, but
1: um yeah. It it had a floyd Rose style Trem system, I wanna <laughs> say. Definitely didn't have the Floyd Rose branding on it. Um It was black and it was pointy and angly and rather weird looking. It It was like somebody had had a Stratocaster but didn't like curvy lines. So it made the top and bottom horns exactly straight and then angled them in a little bit and then angled them in a little bit more. And okay. then angled the body out again towards the back of a strat, then angled it out and didn't want to just flat back strat, so then angled the bit at the back of the strat in towards the bridge. Oh, oh, <laughs> it just, yeah, it was, it was, it was hideous. I probably should have taken a photo and stuck it in the thing, but I didn't. I just took it down to the music school and said, Yeah, absolutely. If you can music. use it, crack on. I, I'm not going to use it anymore. I also took down my two twi- Squire Infinity strats from here that. I haven't played in God knows how long um, I I didn't even plug them in to see if they were still working um, they, they've they not been played for a long time I don't intend to play either of them for a long time I'd rather see some kids who don't have any instruments that want to learn get use of them than have them sat in my house
0: for however long Absolutely man that's very noble of you very noble Passing the torch on I know I uh, uh, I th- uh, it was a couple of weeks back We were we were getting all gushy about music And the, one of our One of our listeners says you got to stop man, you're making me cry <laughs> So, bring oh, on the tears Bring on those tears
1: Yeah, the one thing I did find That I thought I'd sold Was my Epiphone SG310 That we talked about the other week Oh yeah, yeah, cool um, And I think I've got some plans for that um, uh, It's not going to stay as it is Because yeah. The, the, the cheap Epiphone pickups are not great. Um, I don't know if I ever told the story, but basically I bought it and it had had a neck break, and the guy had kind of left it together. So we replaced because it's a bolt-on neck. It was easy enough to replace the neck. Yeah. So it, rather than rather than fix the the headstock and you know sort all of like that nonsense that we put and it it was an it un- oh, Chinese brand, I think it's called Signature Series or something like that. So it wasn't like a an expected like a really expensive neck that we put on it, but yeah. it serves the guitar f- excellently. To be honest with you, it's set up with a fairly nice action on it, that and it. the in my intention is to put some flex pickups in it at some point. Mummy for, for for down the line, but because um, I'm changing jobs and I've been doing shifts for the place that I'm going to move to over weekends. my pay at the end of June should be more than a normal month's salary shall we say Um, so there should be some spare money floating around so I think my intention is at the end of June work out how much that is hopefully send off the wide range humbuckers from my telly to Fletch Mm -hmm. get him to rewind them however he likes and pick up um, whatever I decide to put in the the um, the SG. Yeah, the SG. I, I at the moment I'm thinking about a hyper flextron.
0: Okay. Okay. For the
1: bridge and maybe some form of overwound P90 for the neck. Interesting. Interesting. just because just it'll be it'll sound something completely different. Because obviously I'll need a standard humbucker-sized flextron, not a normal filtertron style. Because it's right. That's what the the body's kind of there and and has a, has kind of routing for already. So I'll I'll go for that. That's what I think at the moment, but it's it's two months away at this point, so anything could change. <laughs> I I might decide to put something totally different in it by then.
0: Well I've I've got something uh something I'm gonna mention a little bit later on which which may sway you that way as well, so, <laughs> so we'll excellent.
1: See. Yeah, so like that was a lot of what I've um done, but obviously moving house wasn't my house that we were moving, but it's the house that my mum and dad owned together, um, I'm currently I was house sharing with my mum basically paying half the way rent because she was paying the mortgage on the place that she wasn't living in and the rent on the place that we were that's no longer happening, so mum's finally, once they've sold that house is going to get a mortgage and we'll, I'm moving and I need something for silent recording because we're moving into a first floor flat so we'll have upstairs neighbours, downstairs neighbours and neighbours to one side of us mm, and yeah. You can guarantee that at least one of them isn't gonna like the sound of a valvamp. <laughs> y
0: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, um So that that's pretty much the situation that I moved from. Um and although I never really got any complaints, um it, i was always very, very aware that um if I was playing it on sociable hours that Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, very very um very astute of you to to recognize that as a um as a thing that you'll need to need to take into consideration. And we've had a little bit of a talk about it already, haven't we, about the um the silent, the the um the options for silent practice. And I think you posted it up um, with some some suggestions of what you uh, you may be looking for and uh and it weren 't just for silent silent practice or as it used to be said yeah well
1: i 've never ever done any recording in my life well okay i 've recorded one song with my school band that I had that God knows where the recordings are and as long as they stay far away from me i'll i 'll be the, <laughs> more than happy um but I'd I'd like to do a bit of recording myself. I mean, I've messed around with Garage Band with an iPad, like the, yeah. the the very watered down version of Garage Bands you get in there. Never really recorded much, um, and I, I'd kind of like to be able to do that. So I want something that I can use as an interface as well. Really,
0: yeah.
1: And it was whether I, I want something that I'd have to use with, as an interface to silent record, or whether I should get something that. Could make sound on its own into headphones, maybe, or or be used as an interface as well. And kind of my mind in, in, in immediately jumped to the HX Stomp. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether that's overkill, and some <laughs> people think it is, and some people think it isn't, and I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, uh, the the kind of things that I'd be taking into consideration if it were me looking for s- something along those lines. Um the 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 primary function is pretty much going to be practice because you're not going to be not going to be recording every night of the week whereas you might you might be using it for practice. Um and for it, for it to be practice worthy it needs to sound good or sound good enough to inspire you because if it, if it doesn't do that then you ain't going to want to practice. It. Yeah, you, so you that it, it either won't get any use or it'll put you off playing, which is the opposite of what you want. Yeah. Um, But as well as that, um, from kind of my experience and my knowledge of what I'm like, um, convenience also needs to be part of that. Um, Because if it requires plugging this into that, into this, into then having to set this level and that level and, and all this, by the time you're at that point, any inspiration that you had to play and practice will be out the window <laughs> um, so I mean I suggested uh, the HX stump might be might be a good solution because it is it's all encompassing it's literally just everything's yeah. all in the box um, the, the There are plenty of people who use it um who use the the helix stuff as an interface i think um uh, Andy Ferris has at some point used it and has has vouched for it. Moog as well, who's uh, a, a occasional podcaster and just general chap around the uh, around the um, the forums. He's yeah. he's an avid user of it and he uh, he he suggests it's like log- as good as um, as good as amps uh, log- under certain circumstances. Um, so yeah, I think the HX Stomp is a really really strong contender for that. Um the there are other options like the um the Moore um G E two hundred, is it, or something like that? Yeah. Uh, they've got they've got sim- yeah, similar recently. similar stuff. I think Joyo has recently come out with one, which I can't remember what it's called and we're not mentioning today. Um but they've they've come out with um something which is being touted as a as, as a contender uh, for this kind of stuff. So, I think from that we, you can lump into uh, into like the category of like multi effects, like next gen multi effects, because a lot of them do have that uh, um, USB uh, interface kind of capacity. Even to the mm. to like down to stuff like the uh, the Line Six Amplify. Uh, it's yeah a very much watered down version and and definitely wouldn't sound as good as the helix but i mean i've i've told you how um how i've got on with that and and how it's the sounds on it uh, are enough that they inspire me that i'll i'll lose an hour to when i plug it in um and i've I've recorded using it and it's it sounds pretty decent.
1: So. My, my issue when talking about the, the Helix is everybody says the stock sounds are shit and you have to set your own ones up. Mm. And I am incredibly lazy. Like, on another level of I really <laughs> can't be arsed with that shit. I'm also, despite the fact that I've got the ability to podcast, I Twitch stream, I'm a technophobe in the... <laughs> I just... Anything I do breaks things. Like when when I first attempted to Twitch stream, I did forty five minutes without my microphone switched on before I realised that they were getting audio from my webcam microphone and not the microphone that sits next to me. And I didn't even notice that the red light, the big red light on the top of the microphone, wasn't on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's. I just
1: I, I I'm not very good with. That and like when people talk about like setting up patches and having to tweak amps and stuff and like I I love my Vox because I've got tone cut, bass, treble, master volume, preamp volume. That's that's all of the knobs that are useful to me. Reverb stays off. Tremolo Yeah, tremolo. One of them you can spin and nothing happens unless you do unless you press the other one. So one of them just wherever it happens to be when it comes out the car and yeah. the other one is off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it's it's a very kind of unfuckupable um, rig, isn't it? All of the knobs do something, and you know exactly yeah. where you where you sit with that.
1: And that's it. And, and I know exactly when I'm in this place I know exactly where all the knobs go to start with and then that's where you can tweak from and obviously different rooms you've got to tweak in different ways but I have my bass sounds yeah, and yeah. You set it, I, you I set know look this specific zone, yeah, and then that, tweak that for the room. That goes at yeah. 2 o'clock, that goes at yeah, yeah. 3 o'clock, that goes at 9 o'clock, that goes at 11 o'clock and then we'll tweak from there and there's ever so ever so slightly tweaks and sometimes I'll kneel down to my pedal board and I'll set the reverb that I've got on my board slightly more or slightly less depending on how big the room is. Yeah, yeah. That's the extent of everything I do. Then I, then I test the drive pedals and go oh, <laughs> at this setting that <laughs> that's a little bit quiet so yeah. I need to turn that drive up or down but there's there's none of this like the other guitarist in my band f- forever fucking tweaking with his amp and tweaking pedals and going oh there's not enough treble in this and doing this and I'm like if I had to do that every fucking gig I turn up at I you
0: wouldn't fucking, fucking bother would you
1: I wouldn't yeah it's just like he spends forty five like if we if we've got set up where there's nobody else in the room he'll spend forty five minutes setting up his exact sounds for f- songs and stuff and I'm like just. Yeah, Fuck yeah, that shit. Yeah, just uh like I I have the settings that I like on the pedals, and then I change the volume on them. That's it. That's all I change.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so from that, the kind of the the uh, um the all encompassed uh effects units, the, the the kind of modelling effects units, might be a bit of a stretch. Um. Especially the the stomp and the the helix as well. If if you've been told that they take some tweaking to get good, yeah, that that's my worry. Yeah, I mean that that comes into the convenience thing again, where it's taken away from the convenience because before you get to the playing, you have to do start. Things. Yeah, you've got to start the dialing in, and it's it's uh, equal to the same as like. But I have to plug this into that into that and then make sure this level set and that. It's it's kind of like the digital version of that. Um
1: although I suppose like I don't know if you can, but can you share patches on the internet? Could I not just tell Moog to send me some good patches?
0: I believe that, that yeah. I believe I believe that's a that's a thing and yeah, you 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 know people with <laughs> with helixes so they they can give you that that, that, yeah, can you- that start. Just-
1: Give, give me some good sounds and then I'll, and I'll add a drive pedal to it or something. That, yeah, yeah. that I can do. That I can do, but setting this, this and this is why I hated the Kemper. I've spoken about the Kemper before. Yeah. It's got 330,000 knobs on the front, and I haven't got a fucking clue what any one of them does. And then somebody says, I'll oh, just drop the bass down a bit and it'll sound great. And I'm like, there's 700 knobs here. Which one am I touching?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've just engaged the warp drive. I, I don't know what's going on. I think it might be exploding. It's self-destruct yeah. mode. Um, so yeah. that—that's what I'm thinking with that. I think the the stomp is potentially, um, it's potentially the the easiest out of the lot because it's got the fewest knobs. So, yeah, on the like, on the surface of it, it's it's quite a simple interface. Um, I haven't had a chance to uh, to mess with the the stomp just yet, but I imagine because I, I had to play very briefly with the the HX effects, and that weren't particularly um, fiddly, so I'm imagining that the the stomp will be relatively user friendly. Uh, but I I also came up with a, a an, another solution which which may. Um, it may cater for um, for your kind of predisposition towards not wanting to fuck with technology. <laughs> um, yeah. Which was the uh, the torpedo cab. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I, I'm not quite sure how it works, but I think um, I, I think it works as a, a, a reactive load box that you can also take a feed from um and record directly from that and it it, um it imprints irs onto the the output signal so instead of just sounding like a shitty direct um direct guitar in it, it has the flavor of your like your guitar uh preamp and then with the the impulse responses as well on top of that um, that then allows you to be able to plug into your pedal board, so uh, uh, an entire kind of palette of uh, effects that you yeah. know and and love and and get inspired by when you play, and and using the interface of your amp uh, as a as an option.
1: Yeah, I mean, my only concern with that is, do I need to? Does that plug in to what the where you'd normally plug the speakers in? How how do they connect to a valve amp?
0: Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's between uh, preamp and power amp. So, uh, okay, yeah, sorry, so no, little... no, sorry. After the power amp. So a- after, after the power, the power amp. amp so. Yeah, before the speaker. Um, so yeah, I, just like an attenuation box. Yeah, I, I, I just believe. don't
1: know whether that's possible with the Vox. Because I don't know how they how the speakers are connected. Whether it's jacks or whether it's like just hardwired in. Because obviously I've got a two twelve, just hardwired.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that if yeah if it is if it's like hardwired speakers into it, it might require a small modification where it's um, converting those into a into a jack, Um, which that would that would be a a bit of a pain in the ass, but then ostensibly gives you the almost kind of the, the perfect solution for not having to learn anything else.
1: There is something on the back of the Vox that's something like um, where, like, there's an option where you can plug an, ex- an external cab in, and there's something else next to it, and I think it might be like a direct out from okay, the yeah. pr- power amp. I'd need to have a look at it, but yeah, it's something I need to do a bit more research on it. Like I say, we're not, well, I'm not going to be moving in the next couple of months because. Unlike me, dad, my mum's going to plan and not try and cram everything into four days. <laughs> so I've got time to think about this.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think we've got some, some pretty strong solutions. And there, there were even more than that being suggested as well, weren't there? Yeah. Um, so you've, you've got like, plenty food for thought on that. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you've got some some money coming your way as well, that should make things a hell of a lot easier. So. Um, yeah. So where do we get it to? Uh, I mean, I haven't mentioned anything that I've done this week, and we. No, we're you already, haven't. We're already kind. My of, bad. We're already kind, of, we're already kind of halfway. No, it's fine. I mean, that that's a pretty. Uh, it was a pretty meaty topic anyway, and that's what we're here for. It's going to I was gonna say it.
1: It's, it serves as a, a, an extra topic, doesn't it? It's not just something that's unique to me. I'm sure there's somebody else listening who wants silent recording or silent practice
0: yeah I mean I'm, I'm kind of looking uh, looking a very similar one which is why I why I've been researching onto the the torpedo cab uh, because I I want to get a, a silent recording solution for uh, doing pedal demos um, because at the moment I, like as in, in my old place it was a case where the neighbours are a problem um, and doing anything recording wise I'd have to make sure it was during a time where you couldn't really complain about it. And even then it weren't like blasting, uh, blasting amps. Um, But now it's like moved to a house. Um, Wherever I am in the house, I'm going to disturb someone uh, if I want to do some recording. So uh, recording opportunities usually happen when the kid is in bed. and yes. I, I've been a parent long enough to know that you don't wake a child when he's in bed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, very ha- much something to
0: avoid. Yeah, so so being able to have, and I, and I thought about like having the the stump as a like the amp solution and being able to plug pedals into the front of that, but then thought uh, the the most uh, most authentic version would be able to do a silent version of my own amp. Uh, so that's that's where I came up with the the cab. Yeah. Uh, and they do get rave reviews, but I've I've got again, I've got to like do do a bit of research into exactly how it works and if if it does work like that. Cuz um, it's just been a kind of cursory glance at the moment. Um, but yeah, I've 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 done some stuff this week. Uh, so uh, I've been I've been making pedals again. Uh uh the the past couple have been they've been all like absolutely sound the um the finishing jobs on them have been all straightforward and they've looked awesome and yay um the the i've i've got kind of two two enclosures on the go at the moment and I was doing some spray jobs and it was looking good and and then just suddenly one of them decided to fuck up royally like oh shit
1: <laughs> thanks for that
0: yeah so I thought okay I'll just I'll play on with the second one second one then decides to fuck up as well like re- re- like really weird kind of um orange peel effect and it's uh, it's in fact it goes beyond that it's like shrinkage uh which then requires stripping it all back and so I've the wind has been knocked out of my sails with that um I'm gonna get back on the horse, but I just need to. I need to give it a couple of days where I just step back from it and do some curse words under my breath. <laughs> um, but I've also um, I I went to see Mr. Fletch a couple of weeks ago, as as I mentioned, and and I got my weird snot burst SG back. Um, and, but I finally had a chance to play uh, the. Uh, he refers to them as the staple P90 set because um, they're they're built in a very similar way to the the old '50s Gibson uh, staple pickups, um, yeah. and they sound sound great. <laughs> I mean, you you would expect nothing less. But they they they're a really strange P90. They're they're really bright sounding um, and really like very single coily sounding um they they sound like uh like to me they sound like the um the big box jazz um gibsons the the old like proper old yeah yeah, uh, yeah big box they they've almost got that kind of hollow hollow tonality to them um which is great because they've got like plenty of presence and treble so they they Instantly, kind of sit in a mix, um, yeah. and like you, you are at the forefront. Um, but then you you add some of uh, add some of the tone control onto that as well, and you're getting kind of you you standard rock P ninety sounds, and then roll it all off. You've got you've got that that jazz tone as well. the the proper yeah, yeah. muted but not muffled, and the one of the one of the only pickups that I've that I've heard that where you where you roll the tone completely off, they're still uh, really really defined. Uh, so I, I was really impressed with those, um, Mr. Fletcher. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> you liking Fletcher Pickups. I mean, this is a first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, news just in. It's a uh, hold hold the press. <laughs> um, but whilst I was. Uh, like getting acquainted with these uh these pickups as well. Uh Fletch sent me a sent me a little picture message of, of uh the things that he's he's kind of thinking about putting in my um my flying V. Um and I think he called them oh what did he call them? Like hyper blends or something like that. Which I mean <laughs> if a blend's good Yeah hyperblend is better um but uh the the idea of like uh the the next generation of blends was very exciting but the picture that he sent me um lot really piqued my interest and it, it's uh it's uh i've shared it on the group actually uh in, in fact i think i've shared it on the ins- on my instagram so it's basically these are gold foil uh covered pickups um, and I'll, I've kind of, I've done a little bit of research on gold foils uh, and, and Mr. Fletch told me about them, uh, told me a little bit about kind of the the history behind the gold foils and how they, uh, so they, they used to appear on, on the kind of the Italian imports and uh, like those kind of 60s and 70s guitars which were not great guitars, they they were stylistically very bold and uh, innovative but as far as instruments went (laughs) they were trash they were not good Um, (laughs) and the pickups were were exactly that they used weak crap quality magnets um, and they weren't particularly um, wound with any expertise they were just kind of knocked together yeah but the the thing that's drawing people to them and it the, it's it almost seems like a trend that's happening with these gold foil pickups uh, lately is the fact that they had this that that gold foil mesh on them um, which gave them this really interesting and unique look they look
1: amazing I, I couldn't remember what you're talking about I just quickly went on your Instagram and I remember seeing them at some point last week yeah. they're just they just look incredible, don't they? It's, it's it's like you've got a tiny little amp with a gold foil kind of mesh over the front of
0: it sat in the guitar. Yeah, it's, it's almost kind of like harking back to the, the Marshall aesthetic. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Fletch has managed to source some of these gold foil covers. Um, but being Fletch, he's not content with uh, making period correct gold foils because it kinda goes against his uh Mantra his, of yeah, making yeah. pickups. Yeah making pickups <laughs> that sound amazing. So essentially you're getting the look of the gold foil pickup but with like the um the, the innards you can you can customize to, to whatever spec you want. So you can have like ridiculously ridiculously hot modern sounding gold foil pickups if you wanted Uh, so like any tonality with the gold foil look and apparently they're not the only uh, gold foil uh, covers that he he's got as well he's got a uh, I think he says there was a a a pink variant of it as well which is is interesting (laughs) so that might be something you look into for your uh, your SG Matt yeah that might be the neck pickup (laughs) there you go (laughs)
1: A hyper fletch, full size Booker
0: in the bridge, and yep. one of these in the neck. It could work, and the mismatch would make me very happy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I've I've, uh, I've been been picking up the the fletch stuff. I've still got um, these Alnico six Bookers to test, and I've got. Um, I think he's also. Um, let me let me borrow a uh, a twelve string uh, Telecaster that he happened to be. Twelve string Tele. Yeah, yeah, but there'll, there'll be more on that uh, as the coming weeks come up. Because uh, I've with with the house move and whatnot, um, it's it's been a little bit hectic, and I haven't managed to get the uh, the little music music den uh, up to up to snuff at the moment, so. As and when that's sorted we'll be starting to see uh, more frequent uh frequent stuff coming from the uh going on the youtube channel and posted in the group as well uh, nice. but i uh, i had a had a another crack at my uh my very this week uh, i mean i I watched your um your monthly uh challenge that you 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 yeah. actually you you, you posted <laughs> I, one on the group.
1: I did a video. Finally, I didn't just talk about doing a video because I learnt the song. I actually did it.
0: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that that reminds me, we've got to choose another one because it's it's a new month. Oh fucking hell out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll sort that in a moment. Um, so I, I watched your Variax video and, and and thought, yeah, I'll, I'll give me give me a, another whirl because you've inspired me. Uh, and just as a side uh, side note, the the aged white pickguard on your uh, on your Variac looks absolutely delicious.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, like uh, I I know we talk about the Variacs all the time, and Stuart's gonna get very annoyed, but the it, it the look is inspiring as much as the fantastic technology and great magnetic pickups and fantasticness to the guitar. It just everything is inspiring about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like of of mentions multiple times that if it didn't have the Variax technology in it, I I still wouldn't feel ripped off that it's it's not a a decent enough guitar because yeah. I I paid something like four hundred four fifty for it, um, and the guitar that I've got for that is is very much that standard. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be it wouldn't be hurt that. It, it didn't have that technology, but it does, and it's, it's amazing. Um, so I was, I was playing about with some of the uh, some of the sounds. Obviously, I found myself on the cittern setting, and uh, just as you do.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I was close. I was playing the banjo because we've got a, a wedding gig coming up, and somebody's chosen some wet nonsense for their first dance song. So I've got to play the banjo setting.
0: I, I love your uh, your take on that, on the customer there wet nonsense.
1: I mean I, this I, I can't remember who the band is but the song is best day of your life or something and it's it's, it's on an advert you'd recognize yeah.
0: it. No, but, no 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 no. Yeah gonna be the best day of your life yeah
1: Yeah, that one Um, and it starts with a banjo riff and there's banjo throughout and I fucking hate the sound of a banjo yeah it's
0: just (laughs) it's 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 just non-sustaining bullshit isn't it
1: yeah and like we were like how the hell are we going to do this and I was like oh there's a banjo setting on the Variax and I like it? great you're playing the banjo bits and I am like oh I shouldn't have said that we should have just said no <laughs> none of us play the banjo why didn't I think of that but now oh, so yeah I've got to play a bloody banjo and there's like proper banjo style yeah, like, banjo thingy and I fucking
0: ate it absolutely so yeah, I mean, I, I found myself on the old uh, on the sitar set and did some kind of Middle Eastern sounding um, mixolydian nonsense. But then I yeah. I started playing actual like I'd say actual music. That's very culturally <laughs> unsensitive and potentially racist. But uh, like Oops. I started I started playing music that speaks more Western to me. Music. Yeah, west, yeah, west, west, yeah. Like this, the the music that I I resonate with a bit more, uh, and found myself on the acoustic settings quite a lot. Um, I've I've rejigged the the acoustic bits quite a bit because uh, it's um, the the five acoustic settings. There were out of the five, there were like three that I liked, and then so what I've done is I've taken the the resonators from uh, the next one, and I've put. I've put a resonator on there because I figured that's an acoustic fuck it uh, so replace replaced <laughs> that um, and I can't I've, I might have put two resonators on it actually but yes, yeah, so I've got I've basically got like a thin bodied acoustic sound and, a, and a, a jumbo acoustic sound and it's yeah. made me realise I really like the sound of a of a good sound in acoustic um, but I will never own one because if i've got enough money to buy a decent acoustic i would end up buying an electric <laughs> and it's it's the curse isn't it
1: the only reason i have a good acoustic guitar is because it was what my parents bought me for getting the GCSE results that i got so i i would was set targets for every a i got x amount of cash every b i got x amount of cash every c yeah and I had just enough to get a Yamaha acoustic. Now, if I'd have gone into a store in the UK and there'd have been a load of Fenders on the wall, I'd have gone towards
0: the acoustic section and never made it. Best intentions, and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
1: But I like at the time I was wanting to do some open mic nights. I was wanting to kind of have a guitar that I could take round to a mate's house and just you know. Play of an evening and just mess about with, and yeah. I needed an acoustic guitar, and I've got one, and you know it, it's it's a fantastic, it's the Yamaha CPX seven hundred or whatever, yeah, but really good quality thing. I will never ever get rid of it. It's the only constant in my guitar playing rig since yeah. So what? Was it? When did I do my GCSEs? Two thousand and eight. So yeah, it's eleven years old at this point, and it's the only thing that's still left.
0: Fair play. I mean so, that yeah. that and the weird S G that you had in a cupboard for No that
1: that came six months after I got this.
0: Oh fair play. Fair play.
1: But yeah, um, so I mean to be fair, it really badly needs a refret or at least a fret dressing because where yeah. the unwound strings are, the frets are very flat. Oh dear. Because it's 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 had ten, eleven years worth of playing, like it's Everywhere I've gone, it's come with me, and it's lived in the living room.
0: Yeah, I mean, it owes you nothing, does it? No, not
1: like, and I've done in my old school band. I did gigs with it. I've done oh, probably a hundred open mics with it. It's guest appeared at some of the ba- the gigs I do with my current band. It's yeah, it's served me well.
0: It's doing alright. It's doing alright. Uh, so yeah. I've I've just had a, a quick peek at the time, and we are we are absolutely flappy this week with our uh, just self self uh, bigging up uh so we we've got we've got a new um uh, a new segment this week um and I I really don't want to get to the hour mark before before we mention it so I think we'll uh, we'll we'll get onto that so uh our new segment this week in guitar so what we're going to do and with this week in guitar the the kind of concept of it is that we uh scaring the, the uh the internet and and more kind of f- like m- more focused on youtube uh and we're gonna scare it for like guitary stuff and, and like so like guitar news guitar press uh and and just general kind of guitar content uh, on youtube um, and we're gonna um, kind of make comment on that and and highlight some of the the kind of picks of the week um because i i I, uh, I watched a fair few uh bits of youtube and I, I saw some pretty awesome stuff uh so the first thing that we're going to do uh that pedal show uh great youtube channel if you haven't seen them just <laughs> where where have you been uh because they're one of the biggest kind of guitar based youtube channels um, but they do they do your you standard um, kind of full episode on a Friday, which uh, we're, we're ignoring for this week because I think it was uh, I can't even remember like which overdrive is the overdrive for you or something like that. Um, and then they do they do like uh, a mini episode, uh, like pick and mix, I think they call it, and we're looking at that one. So um, the the there was a couple of um, picks mentioned, but the two that we're going to be looking at is the, um, the Dan Electro Fuzz. And I can't remember the name of that Fuzz, which is really fucking frustrating because uh, um, I've, I've written down the other one. And the the Chapa's Marvelous ener- uh, Energy, no, Engine. Uh, so the Dan Electro... Uh,
1: fuzz, Eisenhower Fuzz.
0: Eisenhower Fuzz, that's the one. There you go, and that was. If you could just
1: edit out the typing sounds, <laughs> it. And it'll look really slick. Yeah, frantic
0: googling. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds like a podcast title, doesn't it? Frantic googling. <laughs> um, so the Eisenhower Fuzz, and uh, I, I've got Chappas Drive there. I've I read it like really quickly, and I thought it said Charizard Drive. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Pokemon flavor guitar pedals, interesting. Um, so we 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 kind of making comment on those those two because we've um, we talked about them in our news segments uh, some weeks back. Uh, so the Dano, uh, I was in Hellfuzz, uh, analog fuzz uh, with an analog octave up. Yeah, um, I uh, thought it sounded really good. I thought it's it had a. Uh, Kind of authentic vintageness to it. Um, yeah, it kind of harked back to the sixties, sixties uh, and seventies. Um, wasn't so sure on the uh, the the aesthetic of it with the 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 relic look. I th- yeah,
1: no, just no. <laughs> It's not yeah. how a pedal would relic. We, we discussed this when we talked about them in the news, didn't we? Yeah. They, I mean, what they should have done is, each one of them, they should have just put them all in a box, un- bo- all the ones that they made in one box, yeah. and then shipped it from China to the UK, or China to the US, yeah. and then boxed them in the US. <laughs> that would have been a better way to relic them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you'd probably find there is like broken... Control knobs off it and stuff. Ah uh, shit. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. The fifty
1: good ones would look really good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ship a thousand of them, you get fifty out of it that are decent. Knock up the premium on on it, it? They should ship at at fifty bucks, but they're uh, they're actually coming in at just under a grand.
1: That's the way you run a business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so I liked it but you, you weren't so uh, you weren't so convinced on the uh, the octave he sends with
1: I, I don't like octave up on a fuzz yeah. I, I'm very much pug or OC2 if you're going to have an octave it needs to at least have an octave down and an octave up or yeah. preferably two octaves down and then you can just mess about wherever you like and it sounds great I the it's very, very thin sounding once you start doing octave up with a fuzz only. Yeah. Um it and just an octave up it like it's it's not a sound that I like. I know, you know, Hendrix used it and all and like there's quite a few guitarists that have used it. It's just not for it's just personally yeah. not something that I, I enjoy the sound of. I, I enjoy the thicker sound in the the other way. And when they turned the octave off on the pedal and just had the fuzz sound, it was a very very dark sounding fuzz it was a bit without being warm it was very just kind of it, it, it sounded a bit flat to me it, it it wasn't the best anyway I mean to be fair I'm listening through <laughs> headphones that cost 50 quid so I don't yeah. know what it sounds like in the room but yeah yeah it just it it wasn't a sound for me and uh, there will be people that absolutely love it though because it does that that vintage
0: yeah I think that's that's uh, what what tickled my uh, interest uh, there, and as a as a defence to to that, sound, the analogue uh, octave up because it it sounds like the your the the octave that you lock is uh, very clinical and precise.
1: Yeah, um, the that's not what it's designed for. Yeah, I get.
0: It. Yeah, I mean the the way that um, the analogue octaves work is because. We, with digital ones, they literally process the signal and, and like, digitally pitch shift it. That's, yeah. that's not possible with an analogue one. And it, it does it through a series of, like, clever filters. Uh, so, it, right, like, okay. it filters out, like, harmonics, essentially, like, within the original signal. Which is why you get that, that thinning out of the sound. Um... And yeah, it's a it's a very distinctive sound and it's it like you mentioned, like the the Hendrix sound and it harks back to that kind of that kind of era. and that's the uh, a kind of fuss sound that I I really uh appreciate. Um So I i, I really, really dug, digged digged Uh that that <laughs> particular sound. Um but yeah, let's move on to the uh, the the marvelous marvelous engine, uh, the Chapper's one. <laughs> so um, yeah, overdrive pedal, uh, apparently made in the UK. Um, the the one thing that really struck me from um, from the that pedal show almost kind of spotlight demo or kind of semi review on it is that they they really struggled um to describe it and to to give it any good feedback which i thought yeah. was was very interesting and very telling as well isn't it yeah yeah um i don't know they i mean they they are they're, they're very honest chaps and when they had um i can't remember what what pedal they had but they had like a um it might have been like a golden plexi or one of, one of those style pedals on there, yeah. Uh, and, and that that was very very similar in the fact that they said, yeah, it, it does the sound and it's it's not a, it's not a terrible sound, um, but they were comparing it to lot like the the um, the more expensive versions. They went, you can tell why the, these yeah. more expensive versions, like the the detail of the sound is much more uh, much more pronounced. Um, yeah. So when they were mentioning this uh, this marvelous engine um the the thing that struck me is just how dark um how dark the the um the guitar uh, pedal made everything sound.
1: Yeah. There seemed to be one of the knobs as well that
0: did pretty much fuck all.
1: <laughs> if you if you watch through like they they at one point Whichever one of them was playing it, the other guy sweeped it from all the way left to all the way right, yep. and there was barely any tonal movement. I don't know what the knob was supposed to do, but um, that
0: was the DFI fighter. That was the uh, the does fuck all. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean that's what it, it. It was very subtle differences between the extreme left and the extreme right. Yeah, just like you know
0: British politics. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave that one there. <laughs> um, yeah. Um like f-
1: from what I heard the, it it's it doesn't sound inspiring enough for me to want to pick it up. Yeah. It
0: it's uh, Yeah, and it doesn't uh, really do anything different. Yeah, it was it's supposed to be kind of I think they they hinted at it being kind of British amp uh inspired. Um, and yeah, it kind of got there, but it, without any of the kind of the the upper mid snarl, I think it, it just lacked a bit of uh, a bit of that that clarity. Um, yeah. And like um, even the the aesthetic on them is is a very strong aesthetic, and it's uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, what I said is they'll sell because of the looks, because there the, there are people that dig that steampunk vibe. And it is it is a striking look. I quite like the look of them. And there's also people that will buy it just because Chappers has got his name. I know it's not if, it's written on it because they're called... Is it Snake Oil?
0: Yeah, yeah, Snake Oil. Uh... Marvelous Engine. Oh, it was like... Fine Instruments, isn't it? Fine, yeah, that's it, okay, yeah. Yeah, Snake Oil Fine yeah. Instruments in there. Um yeah. I'd be interested to hear the other one because there was there was another pedal in in that range, weren't there? Yeah, the, the
1: the Japanese green style drive.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what that like how that differs. Um, but this one, I I think the that pedal, show guys hit the nail on the head. I think it was Dan who mentioned it. The, that that um, area of the market, that kind of saturated gain pedal area of the market is is a saturated no pun intended um, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavily saturated area of the market there's like there's a million of them yeah and like even the, the smallest boutique companies the, the first thing that they'll do they won't go for a, a delay or a chorus or a, or a um, compressor or anything like that they'll go for like here's my take on a tube, scram- a t- tube screamer uh, here's my tech on tube screamer. Here's my boost. Here's my kind of heavy drive. Here's a fuzz. So yeah. that kind of stuff, that area, drive pedals, there's so much to choose from. So much. Yeah. Um, and I don't think this does anything particularly different or exciting that it's going to, on on sound alone, it's going to stand out.
1: No, I think, I think it'll be more on the aesthetics and the name behind it, that people will buy it. And, you know, maybe this is the start of something great and they'll, they'll come out with more pedals and they'll start developing things and we'll get better pedals from it, but if this is a starting ground, it's it's not something that's going to make me jump on at this point.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not the strongest start, I think um, I think is our summation of it. But yeah, yeah, like more power to, to Chappers and the, uh, uh, and the, the company that that will kick off and then because I think we're saying the aesthetics are really really strong and we like the idea potentially of of these like really heavily steampunk inspired um, pedals it's just they're not hitting the mark at the moment so uh, second one we're going to go for uh, In The Blues which is a channel that I've been following for um, probably the best part of like five or six years and um, doing a review of a harley benton cabronita style telecaster
1: harley benton te 90
0: flt yep it rolls off the tongue doesn't it <laughs> yeah. uh, so essentially very very similar to your cabronita in the sense that it's dual um filter tranche. yeah well uh, yeah so yeah. trying looking pickup. trying looking pickups. It's a three-way switch. It's got a volume and a tone though this one has. Yeah,
1: and the the it's in the Les Paul place the switch rather than behind the bridge where mine is. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, not yeah for, for all intents and purposes
1: it's a, a Cabernet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean and you paid like multiple hundreds for yours. Uh, yeah, I think
1: mine was just shy of 600 quid new.
0: Yes, yeah, so I mean, that I mean that's the 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 kind of the 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 premium bracket, and they they even did uh, higher than that, didn't they? They did like. Um they did a
1: custom. So yeah, the, when they when Fender did their last run of Cabernet they started off with custom shops, which were eighteen hundred quid. Yeah. They then did the Mexicans, which is what I've got, which were. I think six fifty seven hundred quid, yeah, somewhere around there, and I I got mine on a deal, and then, and then j- the they did, they did on they?
0: Yeah. yeah, they
1: did the Squires, which um, all three brackets had the same pickups, and then they just got kind of, it was basically just the the, the rest the electronics in the woods that kind of changed as they kind of went down, and the the Squire they also did one with a
0: just the neck pickup, and they did a normal telly pickup with a big speed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've coveted the. Uh... Covered one of those for all <laughs> uh, but yeah so we're talking kind of like custom shop money which is grands. then we've got the, the Mexican which is like hundreds of and then yeah. the the Squires which like two to three hundred ish yeah I think they they started at
1: three hundred and kind of by the end of the run they were down to about two hundred yeah
0: yeah and, and you, you're probably if you're looking for one of those on the used market you're not going to get it under two hundred these days I wouldn't have thought at least anyway
1: no, there were very short runs, very limited runs. The, the, the Mexican ones, my Shoreline Gold one, they don't go because the people who bought them bought them because they like that sound. Yeah. Um, the last Shoreline Gold one that went on eBay that I saw went for the same price that it was new.
0: Yeah, so I mean the the retaining and the the are quite, quite coveted. Um, so if you wanted to get something which. Uh, followed the aesthetic but without chasing that, that custom shop or the, the Mexican or even the Squire kind of money. Uh, yeah. Harley Benton's offering that at, I think we saw it at like 160 to 170-ish depending on the exchange rate on the day. Yeah. Which is, is near bad. So it's, it's got Not that s- that strong kind of Cabronita aesthetic. Um, we... Uh, I, I think we, we've already hinted at it at the moment, but the, the the big drawback that we both had from from this is the uh, the pickups in the the Harley Benton. Not that they sounded bad. Um, which, no, no, not at all. Because the the um, what they called the Roswell pickups yeah. aren't necessarily lot bad sounding pickups, but it's they sounded n- not very uh, not very cabernetary, not very Filtertron esque no
1: I, and I'm, i don't know what it was but it, to me they just sounded like normal humbuckers um they i i'm guessing what they are is mini humbuckers because obviously they're not quite the same size as a normal humbucker with a filtertron style case over the top that would be my guess and i'm not saying that's what they is and i'm not yeah that's just my opinion of what it sounds like is it it sounds like a normal humbucker or a mini humbucker has been sort of crammed into that housing
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I thought exactly the same. I thought there was there was too much kind of mid-range going on for it to be a Filtertron. Filtertrons have got a very uh it's almost kind of almost single coily in the fact that it's kind of like a more of a hollow center. Um and you get like a real um almost kind of a jangly um quality to it if if you uh if you dial it in just and there was yeah. there was none of that with this uh, with this Harley Um You also mentioned the, uh, <laughs> the the tone control being absolutely useless. <laughs>
1: the 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 guy went here. It is a full tone. Yeah. Here it is at half and it sounded exactly the same. Here it is a little bit lower and it sounded exactly the same. Here it is a little bit lower and I was like, oh, maybe there's a little bit of top end rolled off. Here it is off, totally off. Yeah. Like, totally got rid of all the top end. I was like, it's basically a switch. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's, it's the lower end of the price point. Yeah. You ne- I think... You're never going to get a fantastic sweep on a
0: tone control. Fair yeah. Enough. I think, yeah, that's. That's that's what you've got to chalk it down to, haven't you? Chalk it up to. And it it, up. I
1: mean, obviously there's YouTube compression in there as well. You don't know that that's maybe taking away some of the highs that the tone control was taking away as well, and actually it, there is a better sweep. Couldn't tell you. I'm I'm not a te- sound technician. I just know that YouTube has extra compression.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. YouTube will, uh, will wreck your audio because there are things that... Like I've recorded and it sounded absolutely amazing on my computer, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a quality video. And then I put it on YouTube, and it's like, oh dear, like the the actual quality of the the audio has decreased to a point where it's making what did sound awesome sound quite average. Yeah. So it's it's very difficult to um, to judge on that. But yeah, knowing the the price point that it's at and knowing that. Uh, like I've played Harley Bens before. The um, the electronics are very much at that price point. I mean, they're better than what we would have had for uh, for that price. Oh point, God, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like th- they better ago. than anything
1: you'd have bought fifteen, ten, fifteen years ago at that price point. But that's. I it. mean, I, the the other thing that really irks me about this is the fucking reverse headstock.
0: Yeah, just yeah. I, I think that's get in the sack. It's it's just unneeded, isn't it? But it, it, it yeah uh, sets it aside from the the original Caberneters, so maybe that was the choice. Um, and if, ma- maybe it's kind of pointing towards the the people who who are looking towards the Chapman stuff as well. The uh, the ML three is it? Telly, the... yeah. So whichever so, the Tally one is. Yeah, so so maybe maybe that's it as well. Uh, but who knows? It's yeah, it's it's not a not a hit for me that one. Uh I think what we're going to do we're going to wrap it up after our final um final of this week in guitar and I think we're going to end on the uh the the Dave Rage uh review because uh, we we're we're, right, okay. we're we're coming up to time anyway but I just want I wanted to mention this one cuz it was um I really like the uh, really like this uh, this guitar. So Dave Rage, um at the end of uh last year when we did the uh the interview series, uh we we had a little competition with Dave Rage. Uh but he's done a um a review recently of a guitar from a company called Maybury Guitars. Um and this is called the the Dante uh Ram T type. So T type obviously being uh shaped telly-esque um yep. but there was uh an interesting thing about dante as well um so dante was uh part of uh like a two guitar set and i i can't remember what he called the, the first guitar i think it was like the floorboard or something like that um and where so the, the first guitar was uh I mean they're both from like a uh, reclaimed uh, reclaimed wood and I can't remember what wood it was and I don't have the uh, <laughs> the specs up to hand. The the
1: high end one was walnut. I can't remember what the other one was.
0: Yeah. Um and they they're both uh, both the same shape but the the uh, they they were basically made as an exercise to show uh, what maybe guitars can do um at, at two different price points. Uh, so the the um the other one um had all like uh, sourced um and and reclaimed parts as well so like uh pickups from uh from a certain squire uh, guitar and and a bridge system that was already already um around like just had kicking around it and whatnot so they weren't particularly the highest quality parts and to be fair, the guitar came out still sounding awesome um but then uh dante shows like this is what what you can get if uh if you wanna spend spend a little bit more um and yeah it 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 really shows
1: yeah yeah very very much so for not exactly a lot more money he said something was it five hundred quid for the 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 first one and about a thousand pounds for the the more expensive one which is not that much eleven 1, hundred quid something like that
0: yeah I'll have to take your word for it because I I didn't I didn't get any of the uh, the pricing um, but yeah yeah there was not not a vast amount and in terms of like what you can pay for a guitar it's it definitely ain't uh, ain't up there it's, it's a, a bargain uh, yeah and oh. So the, the the kind of the reclaimed thing uh, made me think back to uh, when we were like in the early days of the podcast. Um, Fender did the I can't remember what they called called it. They did like they did a couple of guitars which were from reclaimed um, sources where like they had like a barn door um, guitar. Yeah, so.
1: and they had they had the seats from some stadium as well,
0: didn't they? Yeah, exactly. The benches that. from a stadium. Yeah. yeah, I remember vaguely. Remember, and they they did not look great. <laughs> uh, no. Whereas the finish on the finish on this May breeze uh, is brilliant. It's it's kind of like a um, like a burnt stain, isn't it? Where like the 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 grain is like a red grain, and it really pops out against like a darker uh, darker grain. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, they they looked fantastic. Like. Uh, with the exception of I didn't like the notch on the bottom horn. They, they, it was a telly all the way around until you got very much the bottom, like the inside of the bottom horn. There was just a notch on it that all irked me a little bit. But yeah, I mean the, these things, are
0: yeah, a bit I mean, different. It, it was yeah, it was it was. Uh, I assume it was an uh, uh, an aesthetic uh, design choice to to make it kind of diverge from the standard every other T T type shape. Um and it it almost kind of looked Ibanez Iceman y, uh with the with the kind of hook on yeah. the horn. Um yeah. but I was I was having a uh having a little chat with um our chap at Maybury. Um and he showed he showed me a couple of the articles on Ultimate Guitar which I think we'll probably share in the uh, uh in the podcast group so you can see a little bit more about this. But there were it it really surprised me that um well i don't know why <laughs> why it surprised me it's the internet for fuck's sake um but like in the comment section of uh, one of the articles uh someone almost had the 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 complete opposite opinion of you and they went oh it's just a it's just a teletype. why aren't they uh doing something more adventurous why aren't they uh, making their own guitar and it just, it's just
1: because that's not the point
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it, yeah it, it just it kind of it didn't surprise me because like that's that's the internet, isn't it but it yeah it's uh, it disappointed me how uh how people could just be so shitty about about something that so much love and care and attention has been put into. You, you can you can clearly see that these these guitars are a labour of, of love, and if they if they are going for that kind of money, there's not a great deal of margin in like, of profit in it for uh, for our chap at Maybury, so it it clearly is a a labour of love for him to be doing it, and then for someone to just like look at it and go, uh, I don't want it. It's it, yeah, it's it's just another telly. It's like. Oh, be nice people be nice
1: yeah um, yeah and, and it's definitely not just another telly either like the the sound demos kind of for a telly from that price point and the looks of it for a telly for that price point it's it's nothing like any other telly you're going to get at that price point yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a custom made guitar for 1100 quid or 1200 quid i think this the and I've, like his, his website says, the solid bodies start from seven hundred quid up, and the, the like hollow or semi hollows start from like a thousand pound up. Yeah. And this this guy's making custom guitars for off the shelf prices.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you compare it to like Fender's catalogue, um, we were looking at like Mexican made, mass produced. Um, like the Ed O'Brien and the the Brad Paisley and, and those kind of things were that kind of price they were like yeah. they were pushing pushing the grand and they're nowhere near as hand detailed and finished and the specs are nowhere near as uh, as impressive as, as you would find on this um, yeah so yeah absolutely could as to it and uh just a big shout out to Mabry Guitars. If you haven't already, if you if you're on Instagram, go check his stuff out because it is absolute guitar porn. Beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, like like I say, um, I've got nothing bad to say about it. like. Well, I didn't particularly like the bottom horn of the telly. I can get over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's just an aesthetic thing that it it doesn't suit me. It will suit other people.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. I I I really, digged, dug dig and I, i i one of those because di- i thought it's just yeah. yeah it's a it's an interesting take on the on the uh tried and tested telly shape
1: yeah and th- the last thing i want to say about this is i don't watch any guitar youtube um i've seen bits from that pedal show i've seen bits from some of the other stuff i watch your channel when your video is released just because you speak very eloquently um <laughs> the person that impressed me the most was the the Dave Ray's channel mm. I was kept interested throughout the whole video because yeah. he was speaking eloquently he was not going off on tangents or, or saying things that didn't need to be said it was yeah. it Could was exactly what you here. need from a, a, from a from a from a demo slash review which is what it was and yeah I just think that considering that was the smallest channel that that we've we've gone from, people need to check them out because it like i say it for me it was the one that kept me interested the most out of all the ones that we've watched
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and i think we'll uh we'll highlight a few more um a few more of these uh less less grandiose channels uh to to see if we can unearth some really awesome stuff. Uh, so we'll keep our eyes and ears ears peeled. Um but I think that's where we're gonna gonna wrap it for this week. Uh so if you wanna catch us online you go to the Facebook group. Um it's the Fret Talk Podcast. Uh, which is it's gathering some real momentum at the moment. We're getting loads of really interesting uh discussion points and, and conversations happening. It's really cool. I'm really enjoying being part of the uh the Facebook group right now 'cause it's it's cool. So High five to you guys who are yeah. who are making that thing a thing. Um, if you want to catch them myself, it is uh, facebook.com slash budget Instagram.com slash budget and hopefully by this point it will be youtube.com slash budget pedal chap. <laughs> yeah. And Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q on pretty much everything. So that's uh, Yeah, Yeah. So we're talking Instagram, we're talking Twitter, Twitch. Twitch. Uh yeah. you are you are the Matt Coin of not only this podcast but the, the Bad Bookers podcast as well. Uh you're a, a very busy man. You you're in bands as well, so Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, check Matt out <laughs> wherever he is. Oh, before we end this podcast, you know what we need to do. So it's now, what is it? Uh, it's not April anymore, the is eighth. it? It's the next one. No, it's May. It's May. <laughs> so, what song are we doing, Matt? Um,
1: just trying to think what's on the list of songs I need to learn that's interesting and probably has a solo that's not simple. Um Let's go for You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC.
0: Oh, what a tune. Yeah, I'm happy with that. You Shook Me All Night Long, AC/DC. I've not looked at the solo for that one yet. And that's definitely on the list. Uh, rather than singing yeah. You Shook Me All Night Long, I think we'll uh, <laughs> we'll wrap it. Um Massive thanks to uh, all of those people who've pushed for my um, YouTube subscriptions over the past couple of days. Uh, you're absolute legends, uh, Eric. Um, thank you for. Uh, I think he shared it on his uh, on his personal page. So, uh, cheers to you and thanks, Brian, for being number one hundred. Woo! Hey. Um, thank, thank each and every one of you for getting this far and listening. Uh, we do it for. Uh, we do it for ourselves as a, as a therapy session every week, but we also do it for you guys. So, cheers. Um, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From the Matt Quine of podcasts, Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a goodbye and tatty bye for this week. The tatty bye is dedicated to Joe from Hello Sailor. He missed it last time. So, tatty bye, Joe. Tatty Bye. That's uh, you, hey. Yeah. That's that's what we do. Perhaps am I am I predictable? No, it's the children that are wrong <laughs> Seymour Skinner. He's a he's a legend. Yeah, he's he really is, isn't he? Steam Tams and all that jazz. Oh I fucking love podcasting man. Podcasting is ice It is indeed oh I feel like this is where we need Ayrton to mention how he needs a shit or something.